Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends. It's Tuesday, another day of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here, great to be with you. Over the weekend, I was reading a long magazine article about the writer Jack London. You might have heard of him. He wrote Call of the Wild, White Fang, among others. was one of our country's first great novelists. And I was reading through, and he was somebody that I've always been transfixed by because he definitely is someone who himself hearkened to the Call of the Wild. And as I have mentioned... On many Pilgrim's Odysseys, sometimes it's good to get a little bit of your wild on. Now, Jack London himself definitely fit the description of getting his wild on, no doubt because of the life he lived, the life that many people in that day lived. My goodness, don't we take for granted, in a sense, how easy life has become. Now, when we get stressed out and anxious, It might not seem that easy. At the age of 13, Jack London worked 12 to 18 hours a day in a cannery. Now imagine that. You're in a cannery, probably canning fish, 13 years old, 12 to 18 hours a day. And imagine what that kind of work was like. I mean, that ain't work like people have today where you get a little break here or there and you can check your email and go for a walk and get a coffee. That was 12 to 18 hours a day of solid work at the age of 13. Ask yourself, when is the last time you worked solid, maybe a few minutes break, hard back-breaking labor for 12 to 18 hours? And he did that daily. Then, still a boy, he left to become an oyster pirate. I'm still not even totally sure what an oyster pirate is. I'm sure it's someone who's illegally harvesting oysters. Yet that's what he did. At 17, he signed on to a schooner and sailed for Japan. And then after all of that, he decided, you know what? Maybe I ought to finish up school. And he went back to high school after being a tramp, by the way. So working in a cannery, working on a ship, a bunch of other hard jobs. He's a tramp for a while, which I guess back then was sort of an occupation. You might say it's the same way today. And then he returned to high school. Think of the life that he had lived. And then, at just the age of 21, he joined the Klondike Gold Rush. Now, that is a couple of Pilgrim's Odysseys in itself. The journey just to get there. Thousands of miles, months, people died. Just to get to a place you hope that you might get a little gold in it. And it was so quickly lived. You know, the Klondike Gold Rush was not very long, just a few years, maybe less, then it was over. But that journey at 21 on the Klondike Gold Rush would give him the experiences, the people that he would meet, that he would begin his literary career. He'd come back, he'd start writing magazine articles. After many rejections, he finally got a few accepted, he got well known, and by 1903, by 1903, He had published The Call of the Wild and would become, at the time, probably the world's most famous novelist. He was 27. He was 27. 
Wild at 13, 14 years later, 27, he was one of the best known people in the world. To this day, people know the call of the wild. Many movies over the years made about that one story. Anyone that reads it cannot get the image of Buck out of their head, the dog. You know, he's 27 and already a lifetime of experience behind him. Heck, lifetimes of experience. Things that people today can only imagine seeing. And then obviously it looked like he had a long, successful life ahead of him. He's 27. He's a world-famous novelist. He's a man with so many experiences in his life, he could probably put out 100 more novels in his lifetime. And in the time that he lived, it's amazing the quantity of what he wrote. Especially because back then so much got published in magazines. He was constantly writing. Yet... At the age of 40, he was dead. He'd had many sicknesses in his life. He'd lived a hard life. He'd been injured many times. Some people say that the scurvy he had developed at 21 on the Klondike Gold Rush stayed with him the rest of his life and contributed to his body breaking down. But by the end, when he finally passed away, he was an alcoholic who they say was in so much pain he relied on morphine just to get through the day. And just like that, the spark, the fire of Jack London was gone. Broken down by those wild things. He wasn't just an alcoholic. He wasn't just in pain. He used morphine. People said he was a womanizer, which as a man who was married twice and with a couple of kids, you put womanizer next to that. You got to ask yourself, how well is he doing at home? Where is he finding comfort? What is he doing? And as I read that story, it reminded me, man, isn't what's so hard in life is to find balance between the dichotomies of life? You know, to, to find that balance between being free, being a human being, being self-determined, and then having responsibility to other people. Following God, being the person that, 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 that God wants you to be, but then not becoming judgmental of others, not becoming hateful of others. That's a tough one, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. But isn't that hard because so much of the Bible is telling us how we're going to be judged and what we need to do. And then on the flip side, it's saying, well, don't do that to other people. And that's just one of those dichotomies. And, and Jack London, to me, in my life was one of them because on the one hand, I truly believe that it's good sometimes to be a little less civilized. It's good to get out of the mundane day-to-day -day things in the world and to get out there and get a little wild and get a little crazy and have a little fun. But then on the flip side of that, if that becomes your life, if that becomes who you are, it can destroy all the good things. I think that is why life at its essence, one, you got to realize it's a journey. What am I going to experience? Where am I going to go? And at the same time, what are the things that matter that are going to keep me moored that my ship might get lost at sea sometimes because I'm willing to go looking for that island, but what's going to help me get back to what matters? And I would imagine that was something that Jack London struggled with because at 13, to be working in a cannery at 12 to 18 hours a day, what was he moored to? Probably not much. Probably not much. He probably wasn't moored to much. 
and then to do the things he did in his young life to just go away, what was he moored to? What was his family connections like? What was his faith connections like? What were his friends like? You know, he was, he was literally like this wild animal that people just let go. And if you read his life and if you read his experiences and you think about how he died, it was kind of that example, that ship that went to sea looking for that magnificent island, but it was never quite moored. It never really had a good anchor. And when the storms came, it got blowed around and it could never really find peace. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to find adventure and to be who we are and to be unmoored sometimes and still be able to come back and to find peace and to find refuge in those things that matter that nobody can take away from you, your family, your faith, your community. Why don't you go grab a copy of The Call of the Wild? What's interesting when you read that book that he wrote as a young man, it kind of gives you that warning, the danger of civilization and the danger of the wild, the need of the wild and the need of civilization. It talks about those dichotomies. Without maybe saying it, 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 it hearkens to we need balance. You kind of need a little bit of both. Maybe that's why that book was so popular. So go get yourself a copy of Call of the Wild. You immediately recognized it when I mentioned Jack London. But when was the last time you read it or considered it? Or heck, in today's world, you sit down and you read anything. And then ask yourself, look at your own life. What are you doing to be human? What are you doing to find adventure? What are you doing to be a little wild? And then what are you doing that when you get out there a little bit too far, when you get a little bit ahead of your skis, what's going to moor you and bring you back? That is why I say this every week, but man, I mean it. I want you to aim high, and sometimes aiming high is a little scary. And we're not used to spreading our wings. And sometimes when we do that, we look down and we're like, how did I get up here? What am I doing here? But then the things that allow you to land The things that allow you to come back from the storm are the things that matter. Your family, your faith, your community. And I believe a life lived that way on the edge of your skis, willing to sail off towards the horizon, ready to go down that trail, knowing you're grounded and you're moored with the things that matter. Man, that's a good place to be. I'm not sure Jack London found that, but man, there's a lot to learn from his incredible life. So until next time, my friends, you think about Jack London and the call of the wild, but the things that will moor you and keep you safe and allow you to come back home. And I will be with you tomorrow on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Silouan. As always, peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. I smell the grass through the trees. I just roll.